0: Hello, this is Dale Tippett, and welcome to the Chaplain's Message Podcast, an ongoing discussion of applied Christianity, making it relevant, and meeting you where you are. Now, this is Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. What I find uh, interesting here is that, well, a couple of things, but primarily, this is a story of a man who has now already had his epiphany. This Jesus came out of the water and he heard the voice, and it, like it was you know, said, This is my son, well, I'm well pleased. Follow him. Listen to him. All these scriptures that we could refer to, Mark chapter nine verse seven, where God says, "Listen to him." That was on the mount uh, uh, when he was transfigured. Uh, in uh, Matthew chapter seven verse twenty one, talks about the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for us to listen to to Christ, and we had talked about that before. Well, Jesus heads out in his earthly ministry. He goes out and about. And he's by himself until he comes to these gentlemen uh, who were fishermen. So he comes to uh, Simon and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen, it says. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. So they left their occupation and they followed Jesus. He went a little further, it says, and he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in in their boat mending the nets. Now, they were a family business as well, and they left their father and the hired help uh, to follow Jesus also. So Jesus, from the very beginning, was exhibiting this leadership. He was bringing together his inner circle, And he was leading them on this journey, this ministry that would last, um, well, his earthly ministry, what, about three years, and then beyond to this very day. How do we go ahead and get our minds around this? Well, briefly, it's, you know, God gave us the, the Bible for a reason. The reason is so that we have the will of God, the actual, the mind of Christ with us always. And we are to obey with focus and urgency. We can actually see that in our second reading. We don't have to go back there, but that's what we had read a little bit in 1 Corinthians uh, about the focus and urgency of getting the good news of God out to all the people. Jesus Christ, our Savior, leads us, teaches us, and mentors us. He told Simon and his brother, Andrew, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And they followed him. He must have had a, a, a presence about him. I mean, how many people, even though apparently th- these, uh, these gentlemen were religious people, they, had, were, they were waiting, anticipating for the Messiah to come, but they didn't know what this was actually going to look like or what he was going to look like but the conversation sure did lend itself because they knew john the baptist and then the the discussion was as well, it looks like we've met the one who that we had read about, heard about that we've been waiting for, and then they stopped what their livelihood was to go follow this gentleman so they they were already spiritual people, and that teaches us something about how Jesus it was a signature or his thumbprints, as people like to say, on his whole ministry where he right out of, the, right from the beginning he would go to where the spiritual leadership already was. He went to the synagogues. He went to the places where people went to go pray. And he told the story and he proved th- th- where we were in this particular time in history based on the old scriptures, the, the, the scripture writings. In fact, at that one point he had said, today this scripture has been filled in your very hearing and so forth. So these were simple people but they were spiritual people and what was this thing about Jesus that he could walk and say you know what why don't you follow me and I'll help you I'll teach you how to how to fish for men in other words he says I'm going to lead this to, to lead this movement and there is a lot of layers to that it's thousands of years of of details to go through that are you know history and church history and the faith uh, history, but Jesus, we have to remember what is the good news about about Jesus. When you break it all the way down, I was listening to the radio the other day. They said, "Are you able to share your faith readily with people who ask you what you believe or or uh, and how how you've come to believe it? What is the gospel actually? Because lot they throw that word out like." all the time the gospel this the gospel that but how many of us really know what the gospel is because it's just one of those churchy kind of kind of words well they always uh, you know put it in the same sentence or not always but usually that the gospel is the good news well the good news so what is the good news well in a nutshell what just had come into my mind when i was listening to these people talk on the radio that jesus is god and we need to follow him to heaven. That's the good news. Jesus is God. He's come in the flesh. He's shown us. He took our sins to the cross, banished them from, our, from our, our past. Our history is clear. It's clean because of the shed blood of Christ. All we have to do is receive that gift and follow Him. And we follow Him to heaven. We go right through this life into the next. There's some things that we are to do. Uh, believe. Have faith. And, and to obey, to listen to him, as God the Father had said in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is our leader, teacher, and mentor. He is, uh, he is God in the flesh, and we are to listen to him. That's in the Bible. There was a, uh, a, a, a woman who, or she, I shouldn't say was, she is, there is a, a, a lady, a young lady, and her name is Lori Beth Jones. And I've had this book for, well, it's like about 12 years now. I got it for like Christmas in 2006. I made a note here. My son had given it to me. And uh, it's called Jesus CEO. And talking about leadership in, in, in a practical way, based on what was uh, uh, shown to us by Lord Jesus on how we should walk in our faith in a practical way no matter what our occupation is. Not just on Sunday morning, but every single day. And how did Jesus bring this organization together that still is thriving today 2,000 years later because of his leadership? Just a couple of notes that uh, from the actual introduction of the book, uh, Jesus CEO by Lori Beth Jones. It says, Jesus CEO using ancient wisdom for visionary leadership is based on three simple premises. One person trained 12 human beings who went on to so influence the world that time itself is now recorded as being before, B.C., or after, A.D., his existence. Number two, this person worked with a staff that was totally human and not divine, a staff that, in spite of illiteracy, questionable backgrounds, fractious feelings, and momentary cowardice, went on to accomplish the tasks he trained them to do. They did this for one main reason, to be with him again. And number three, his leadership style was intended to be put to use by any of us. As we look into these, uh, the titles of the different chapters uh, just to kind of give you an idea of where this heads. He's got uh, strength of self-mastering, uh, self-mastery, mastering self strength of action, and a couple other. Strength of relationships. Uh, just to give you an example of what, uh, how, how Jesus led by example. He uh, went ahead and one chapter says, He stuck to his mission. He believed in himself. He had internal anchors. He guarded his uh, energy. It goes on in another section. He took action. He had a plan. He formed a team. He, He came from left field. He branched out. It continues. He was bold. He rose above it all. Strength of Relationships, another section of this book. He gave them a vision of something larger than themselves. He beheld them. He said yes. He empowered women. He forgave them. He managed from the inside out. And it continues. It's a, it's a wonderful book on anyone who wants to uh, study leadership, of course. It's applicable in any setting. But what's a, what's really enlightening too is to take a book like this that was very it was it's a it's a good piece of work, and then you can find these different accounts in the Bible of how this yeah you know this story did empower these people it did educate these people he did exhibit those characteristics in this particular story, and in short or to summarize, basically, the three things. Jesus is the premier leader. He's the, the, the best teacher. And above all, He's the mentor for all of us in any stage of our life, whether we're just starting out, whether we're winding down and looking forward to the time when we're literally going to be with Him soon. At any stage, whether we're raising children or we're caring for a loved one, Jesus is our leader, our teacher, our mentor, and he is our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you found it meaningful. If you'd like to have me speak at your event, you can find me at daletippett.com. The link is in the show notes.